Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of the podcast. On this podcast, I'll be talking to college basketball players about their mental health and uh, their uh, relationship with their college basketball coaches. And do their coaches uh, encourage a healthy mental health or give them outlets where they can talk to people? So our first guest we have is one of my good friends, Austin Vidal, who plays at Eastern Washington right now. Um, you know, thank you, Austin, for coming on the podcast, man. I appreciate it. No problem, bro. So yeah, the first question I got for you was um, talk a little bit. Talk a little bit about what made you want to first, you know, start playing basketball. Yeah. Um. Well. As long as I can remember, I was really around basketball, you know, as a little kid, pictures of me with a ball in my hands, you know, on the little hoop, always loved basketball. But um, when I was younger, I played both basketball. You know, I tried out a lot of sports, basketball, football, baseball. Yeah. I even used to skateboard a little bit, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah. uh, around like the middle school, middle school age, I decided like basketball is what I was going to do all year round. Yeah, like if I wanted to get really good at basketball, I'd have to choose maybe between basketball and football and dedicate more of my energy to one sport. So that's what I decided to do. Yeah. And so you say about sorry to cut you off, but uh, about middle school is that's when you really took it more seriously. Yeah, like locked in on it. I w- I would say it was like maybe not middle school, maybe like fifth fifth grade is uh-huh. when I was really like you know like this is what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. But uh, basketball, I've been around basketball my whole life. You know, my cousins would play um, when I was growing up. Every time I'd go down, you know, like L.A., my cousins always be playing basketball. Every family gets together. You know, I, it's something I knew I wanted to do. Yeah. Okay. So my next question is, um, so, you know, going to high school, you had a great high school career. Uh, one of the best players in, you know, all the state of California. But you didn't get recruited the way you wanted to. So, you went to a, um, a post-grad school after uh, high school. And, you know, how was that? How stressful was that? Doing that, not knowing, you know, what school you can go to next and just being away from home really for the first time. Yeah, so um, I would say it wasn't too stressful. You know, my story was a little, you know, I had a little bit unfortunate, but, like, I um ended up – Having some schools, like a cool amount of schools on me on um, my junior year, junior summer, going into my senior year, and then I ended up I ended up getting a knee surgery the beginning of my senior year, my senior basketball season, and that's mm-hmm. right when a lot of schools, you know, that was the year I was supposed to, you know, lock in a lot of offers, stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. And so when that happened, a lot of schools kind of backed off. You know, I still had some D twos on me, like D two yeah. offers and stuff, but you know. And not no no offense to D two, that's a great level to play basketball. It's just not where I, you know, I have my dreams, you know, where my goal was set at. So yeah. I decided since you know I'm not gonna play my senior year, I might as well do this one extra year, which doesn't doesn't count towards college, where I'll be able to go and showcase the schools that were on me or any new schools, like what I could do, you know, how I recovered from the injury, stuff like that. Yeah. So prep school came about, you know, in the beginning it was kind of, you know, it was kind of different going somewhere, you know, I never really been been before, you know, but um, I don't think um, Phoenix was too different from California. I think Arizona Cali has a lot of similarities. And then I just knew like once I was able to really showcase what I could do on a basketball court, uh-huh. I would be able to, you know, lock in the school definitely. So I wasn't too stressed out. I just knew. 
my main goal was to show schools that I was healthy and back, back yeah, to okay, myself. So while you was there, I know, um, you know, Eastern Washington got on you pretty early. You went down on a visit, you know, you met with the coaching staff and everything, and you felt like uh, that was the perfect fit. Can you just talk a little bit about how that, you know, they're recruiting on you went and what ultimately led you to the decision to choose Eastern Washington? Yeah, so um, at the time, I was hearing from um, different schools, and I think I, I was playing pretty well at the prep school. Mm-hmm. And Eastern Washington came in, and they were like my first – like real, real, like official offer. You know, they were talking to me the most. You know, they were showing me the most love. And it was a school that, you know, I wasn't too familiar with, but I knew, you know, Washington. Um, So I go and take a visit with my parents. And my parents really liked the coaches. They liked um the way they focused on development at the school. Uh-huh. And how you you know you continually need to get better all throughout your time there, and although like it was a little bit different scenery, it was snowing when I even visited the school, so it was a little bit different um, scenery. But we just decided like this at the time this would be a really good fit for me, uh-huh. and we you know we pulled the trigger early, and that's that's what happened. Okay, so when you get to Eastern Washington. As a freshman, how do you feel your relationship with your coaches was at the beginning? So, like, just getting in, I know it's, uh, you know, when they recruit you, everything, is, they, you know, they're going to gear to get you there. So, you know, they're going to treat you great. But when you get there, do you feel like that relationship that you had on the visit, like, were they acting the same? Was it different? Like, how do you feel it was, like, at the beginning? So, right when you got there, whenever you got there, maybe that summer, how was that relationship at first? Mm-hmm. So, um. I think the relationship wasn't really too different once I got here. You know, of course, it's going to be different in terms of um, how they interact with you maybe once you're on the court, you know, finally on the court, because it's not just you. They're trying to, you know, keep keep in track of, you know, it's a whole team. Yeah. Other than like if you're visiting and or they're recruiting you, you know, they're really focused on you. But I don't think it was too different once I got here. You know, the coaches were pretty transparent with me on my visit. And that was good uh-huh. because I feel like it wasn't too much of like I want to say like a culture shock because that's you know that deals with more so off the court, but it wasn't too much of like a big difference once I you know finally stepped in at the school and started playing with the guys my freshman year. So I would think the relationship I had with the coaches was pretty well. You know they're all good people, great people, um, like great people per like you know great yeah. people. So um, I would say. It was pretty um pretty good. Okay. And then the next question I have, was it was the workload stressful balance being a division one college basketball player, plus, you know, academic school come first? Or do you feel like it was it was pretty easy to balance uh the two? Yeah, so um one thing I noticed is you have like a lot of time on your hands once you come to college. Like a lot of people say, you know, you're really busy, stuff like that. And yeah, you are busy, but a lot of it, a lot of the time is yours. You know, there's not really people telling you what you need to be doing. Of course, you have different stuff with the team, stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of the free time, you can make your own decisions. You know, you're living on your own, stuff like that. So yeah. I, feel, I feel like that was that wasn't the hardest part, especially coming from prep school. You know, we already 
were able to experience that yeah. at an earlier, earlier, you know, earlier stage. But just making sure I wasn't procrastinating on my work and stuff like that is what really, I would say, held me back once I first came to college. Because of course, you know, you're getting work, but I don't, I don't think it was too much work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely had a good amount of work, especially my freshman year. But I don't think it was too much. It was just me, um, um, choosing whether I needed to start the work on time, which uh-huh. I did a lot of the time, and then that made me end up doing a lot of work come Saturday or Sunday nights. Uh-huh. Where I feel like, you know, wow, this is a lot. But in reality, given the whole week of something, it wasn't that much. And then how serious do you feel like the coaches took the, uh, the academics for you guys? So, like, did they, you know, did they were they on top of it? Were they asking how you guys doing, checking grades a lot? Or were they mainly just worried about on-court stuff and then you take care of your school stuff on your own? They just expect you to do well. Yeah, I think um, the coaches were really adamant about our grades here. Really, and I don't know if a lot of schools do it like this school does where um, – Especially if you're a freshman, but like uh-huh. your first few years here, you would um have to text the coach once you finish going to class. So uh-huh. make sure you went to class every day. That was a big thing because no matter if you're going to like you know, no matter how great you're actually putting forth effort into studying stuff, if you're in class every day, you're gonna learn something. So they made sure we were going to class every day. Yeah. Then um. Uh, I think they did a great job of forcing um academics. Really, they had um they had like certain coaches assigned to academics, and then we had like smaller groups of coaches that are smaller groups of players that would um connect with certain coaches on certain classes. So they were they did a really good job finding resources for us. And then of course we had hours of study hall we had to go to every day, exactly or every week. Yeah, so um. With the study hall, of course we and we have to text our grades every week too. Like we have to send the, um, the coaches a screenshot of our grades, our classes, and our um, assignments. What we we're gonna get done that week, stuff like that. So we really had no opportunity to really hide stuff. And even if we did try to hide stuff, there were so many coaches finding out. You know, checking if we texted them that we went to class that day, checking in with the professor. So we really didn't have too much leeway in terms of slippage for our grades so i think they did a really good job making us focus on our academics and knowing that academics comes first yeah okay so your second year i know you got injured and then you didn't get to play that season you had to sit out how much do you think that affected your mental health just you know missing your sophomore year and not able to play and just having to watch and stuff like that i think i think it affected my mental health I wouldn't say in a negative way, but uh-huh. I think it was kind of eye-opening in a way where, you know, I'm out here at Eastern Washington, somewhere I've really never been before. My freshman year, I was here, of course, but it was it was different because a lot of time I was focused on either working out, playing basketball, or doing my homework, but now it's sophomore year, and I'm hurt, so I have a lot of extra time to do different things. So I'm my mental health had to kind of take a step up in a way where Uh I couldn't really get down on myself. Like, you know, this is like, you know, I always knew basketball is what I wanted to do. So I just 
kept my mind stimulated in a way, if that makes sense. You know, I knew that this was the year I needed to get my mental health as strong as it could be. Yeah. Because one one of the reasons, like the main reason I came here was basketball and I wasn't doing that. So I tried to look into different avenues of just making myself stronger mentally because I believe mental health is like a really big part of basketball, if not the biggest part, really. Exactly. So, um, you know, I started trying to read more, you know, just get into different things. And I think I, my mental health actually took a big step. And now it's one of the main things that I always focus on, really, is just having strong mental health. Because with strong mental health, you can get through everything. You know, your body can do – your body could act any any possible way. But if you're mentally strong, you're going to get through it. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think that was that was a great year for me in terms of just my life and my mental health, you know. Okay. Yep. So, so then yeah. the next question I have you is uh so I know you said your your mental health got even stronger during this time, but did your coaches ever talk to you about your mental health while you was dealing with this injury? Or was it something I mean you just reflected this like on your own and you know, you was just dealing with it on your own, even though, you know, ended up working out for you, you got stronger in your mental health, but did they ever like I want to say, like, not check in on you, but just, you know, engage with you, talk to you, see how you was doing. Like, how was how was that, like, dealing with that with them? Yeah, um, I think, um, you know, we didn't have too many conversations on mental health the year uh-huh. I was injured. You know, like, of course, there's some conversations with the whole team on just how uh, – you know, like resources the school offers and stuff like that for your health. Uh-huh. But, you know, personally, I don't recall really having too many conversations about like my personal mental health. And maybe that's just because I was doing a great job showing that I was, you know, I was okay. And, you know, which I was okay. Yeah. But, so I, yeah, we didn't have too many conversations about mental health. Of course, that gave us the avenues in the past where we can go through the school and find different people to talk to if we were not feeling mentally healthy, especially out here where, you know, it's, it's come winter time, it's snowing, it's really cold. Yeah, exactly. It's, it gets dark early, stuff like that. You know, you know, you could say it's sad weather here. So yeah. they were giving us paths and avenues where we can go branch out and find people who we could talk to about mental health. But personally, I didn't have too many conversations with the coaches on okay, mental health. But, yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was something I went out of my way to go talk to them about either. So, uh-huh. You know. uh-huh. okay. So, uh, last season was weird, you know, because of the pandemic, and there was still a season, but it was completely different. Nobody ever seen anything like this. No fans at the games. Um, you know, you had spaced out seating on the bench. Do you feel like this season affected your mental health in any way, or did you see like any of your teammates maybe affected any of them? And then, yeah, can you kind of just talk about a little bit about, like, this last season um, playing with the the pandemic and everything? So last year I was actually, you know, I got injured too. Like, like, so summer I was doing really well. You know, I was geared up for a great season, you know, bounce back season, people say. And then I ended up getting injured beginning of the season. It wasn't, like, too bad where I had to necessarily – sit out the whole season, but, you know, I missed a good amount of the preseason. And, uh-huh. um, 
once I came back, you know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't ever fully healthy. You know, I was pushing myself, doing a lot of recovery to where I could try to practice every day, you know, but I just knew like this wasn't, you know, going to be a great season in terms of just me being healthy. So I took this season where I could just, you know, help the team practice, stuff like that. But I knew I, I wasn't, I wasn't planning on playing. And instead of just using a red shirt year, I could have used the injury red shirt, stuff like that. It was um, yeah. COVID year, and we I knew I, we were going to get it back. So I was exactly. just there to support the team pretty much. So I think the COVID year helped me in a way, whereas I wouldn't have to go through all the logistics of what I needed to do to get that year back also. Exactly. I was able to still be there, support the team, stuff like that. And then in terms of mental health, I don't think it was anything – worse um than the year before because the year before was a regular year and i wasn't playing you know you know what i mean so yeah exactly that really was worse to me than last year kind of being like a shortened season um um you know not as much traveling stuff like that i don't think it really affected me mentally nowhere near as much as the year before and already becoming mentally stronger from the year before, you know, I was prepared for anything, you know, anything could have been thrown at me and I would have been ready for it. Exactly. And then, um, yeah, I don't, you know, I I think the COVID year wasn't too bad in my eyes, Uh especially for, for my like purse, like personally for my, um, what I needed to get done that year. You know what I mean? And now I'm here this year and I'm feel fully healthy so I feel like, you know, it has been a kind of rocky start or a rocky road of my college career. But, you know, I think everything happened for a reason. And now, you know, I'm healthy now. So, yeah. Okay. okay. So the next the next thing I got for you is uh, do you think college basketball coaches talk to their players enough about things outside of basketball? So, like, you know, just other things outside or you just think it's really just – more just always basketball related. How do you feel like that was personally for your experience? Um, so my experience, my coach, he's actually really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I mean, of course, I've we just had a change in coaching staffs. Uh-huh. So I was, um, but my freshman, sophomore, and even last year when I was on um, the COVID year when I was still hurt, um. We had the same coaching staff, and I think we all had a great we all had great relationships with our coach in terms of off the court things. Like we were talking about a whole bunch of things, not just our basketball, but maybe NBA basketball, old basketball. We'll talk about clothes. Some uh-huh. of the coaches, you know, like I think um, all the players had a pretty good relationship with the coach, and okay. he knew what to talk about with different players. You know what I mean? And I think that's one of the reasons why I ended up coming here in the first place was you know. It wasn't just we're going to talk about the next game or basketball or, you know, but, you know, when that time comes, we all yeah. obviously were locked in on what we needed to talk about and what was important. But, you know, we always we had great conversation. I still talk. I still talk to all my coaches about different things, not just basketball to this day. You know what I mean? So it's like I think they did a great job balancing life and hoop. Yeah. Okay. You know, kind of separating the two, whereas, like, we don't need to strictly talk about basketball 24-7. Exactly. So, yeah. And, um, oh, I'll keep going. I'm, My bad. Sorry. sorry about that. But to add to that, we, we have a pretty young coaching staff. 
we had a pretty young coaching staff while I was here too, like the start of my years here. So they were kind of able to relate to us a lot in terms of different things, different life aspects, you know, like they were in their early thirties, you know what I mean? So uh-huh. they were able to really relate to us in terms of different things other than just hoop. So exactly. that also made it, um, that also helped it out, helped us out a lot. And uh, touching on a little bit, you just kind of spoke about it a little bit that you guys got a coaching change. You know, your old coach just left. So you guys got a new coach. Do you feel like with this new coach, like it's obviously going to have a different relationship because it's not the same person. Do you think you're going to be as, like, you know, comfortable with this new coach? Because it sounds like you and your old coach, you know, it was pretty cool. You guys was able to talk about, you know, other things outside of basketball. And, you know, he was on you guys as far as, like, academics, checking everything. Do you feel this new relationship with the coach is going to be similar? And so far, how's that been going? Yeah, so this new coach that we have is actually – he was an assistant coach here when the uh-huh. old coach was here. So he uh-huh. was um, the head assist – or he was um, – last year he was the head assistant on the staff. So – and he's always been a coach who not, not um, necessarily – like he kind of, you know – of course, all the coaches rooted for me while I was injured, you know, had my back, stuff like that. But he's always been one where I would go and talk to, stuff like that about, like, different things while I was injured and how I would, you know, be when I would be back and stuff like that. You know, someone who was really always there for me on my side. So now that he's head coach, he's really, you know, I think we still have the same relationship. You know, I'm able to go talk to him a lot, stuff like that. And – Really, the only difference is, of course, he you know he brings a, a little bit of a different coaching style, obviously, because he wasn't the head coach prior to this. But um, I think the biggest difference was um, him bringing in the new assistant coaches, of course. Since, yeah. Um, so really, other than him, he's the head coach. We got like a pretty much whole new coaching staff. Um, we um, retained like some some of the GAs and um, like. The director of recruiting still here, but um, we got like um new assistant coaches, and that's been the uh, main difference. Really, is just um adjusting to the different ways um they would uh have basketball tactics and stuff like that, and applying that to what I've already learned, or taking um you know like kind of not erasing what I've already learned, but going towards the new tactics and stuff like that because. You know, that's what matters now. So, yeah, I think the biggest adjustment was just um, everybody, like, I guess our returners getting on the same page with the new assistant coaches and all the new stuff we were learning. Yeah. Okay, I see. So, then, my, yeah, my last question I got for you is, do you think college basketball players transfer schools? Because, you know, you know, college basketball men transfer more than any other sport. So do you think college basketball players transfer schools mostly for basketball reasons or because of their relationship with their coaches or mental health issues and just, you know, needing a change of scenery, needing to go somewhere else and just get a fresh start? Yeah, that's a good question. Honestly, I I, I kind of want to split this question up. Go, yeah, go ahead. Right. So first you said because of basketball reasons, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I think – um. Overall, that may be the main reason for a lot of transfers is because of basketball reasons. Because, of course, everybody's going to college wanting to be, you know, that guy or 
you know, they were told something while they were being recruited, you know, and a lot of times maybe that doesn't happen once they get to the school or they just don't like the system that they're playing in or they just don't see themselves being really successful there in the future. So I think basketball-wise, it's a, like is probably the main reason why people end up leaving their school. And I've seen people leave schools and do way better at a different school in a different system or with different mm-hmm. coaches. And I've seen people do way worse at a different school. Mm-hmm. And I would think to myself, like, why did they end up leaving that school? But maybe they're enjoying it way more at the school that they left to, even mm-hmm. though they're not doing as well basketball-wise. And that ties into – um what the other reason you said which was um i want what what was it again uh i said was it because of the uh their relationship with their coaches and their like mental health issues so just needing really a a change of scenery yeah so mental health i think that's a big like that's also a big reason why people leave and a lot of people have different stuff going on in their lives you know like some people just never really fully adjust to being far away from their like far away from home far away from what they grew up on so they find a way to transfer back to a school which is maybe closer to them closer to where they grew up or you know just some them um they're more familiar with because a lot of times people do have a big culture shock like maybe a west coast kid going to a school on the east coast or in the midwest they don't they're not able to really adjust to how things are operated there and maybe that's taking a toll on what they do basketball-wise. And they end up going back to a um, West Coast school and just doing better. You know, exactly. so I think mental health is also a big part of why people transfer. Because, like I said, I think that is probably one of the biggest parts of basketball, college basketball, and life in general. So, yeah, I think that's a big part of why people end up leaving their school. And it's something I respect a lot, you know what I mean? Because if your mental health isn't right – you know, although your physical body could be doing so many different things, if your mind ain't right. Exactly. You, you know, you can't get your life aligned. If that makes sense. Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's also one of the main reasons people transfer. And then lastly, coaching, relationship mm-hmm. with coaches, that's also a big, you know, that's also a big part of why people transfer is, you know, at the end of the day, no matter how, good you may be doing in practice or mm-hmm. how good you feel you're doing if you can't go talk to the coaches and really clarify something like that or if you just know for a fact you're doing good in practice but you're not playing in a game you know what could you really do about it and that comes with your relationship with your coaches because exactly. at the end of the day, you're only a player and they're coaching the team you can't sub yourself in or you can't you know you can't you know, there's only so much you could do as a player when it comes to yourself. You know what I mean? You got to have a good relationship with your coaches or exactly. you're going to fully get to the level you want to be at as a college basketball player or as a basketball player in general. Because even in the NBA, even overseas, you find a lot of players leaving the programs or, or leaving the clubs they're with or getting kicked off certain teams, stuff like that, just because they don't have a good relationship with their coaches. Exactly. So I think that's a big one. And um, also one that I, you know, I really respect. If you're not, sometimes some people just never able to get on the same page. Yeah. If that's the case, I mean, I would understand why somebody 
wanted to leave a school or something like that because, you know, that is a big part of basketball. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's all I really have to say about that. Okay. And then, yeah, one more thing I want you to say before I let you go is, you know, your mental health is strong and you've been through a lot, you know, a lot of injuries and stuff, but you still battling through it. You know, you're still feeling great. What would you give your uh, advice to, like, you know, younger high school kids or just kids going through, you know, what we've been through when we were younger, this recruiting process, and you can be stressful about it, you're not knowing what come next. What would you be your advice for them to just stay strong, try to keep the mental health as strong as possible and just, you know, build forward, just, you know, see what's come next and don't, like, you know, don't stress too much about it? Uh huh. Um, I think a big part of it is just not not necessarily looking into the future because you know it's really it's really necessary that you stay in the present. But you know, just overall looking at the big, maybe the big picture scheme, like the big scheme of things, and staying within yourself. You know, staying in the present, and with that. I think that basically means like just, you know, always doing what you can to better yourself one day at a time. You know what I mean? Because if you start looking too, you know, if you start looking into the future, you're going to become anxious. If you start Uh getting on the past, you know, you're not really getting better at what is currently going on. But, you know, if you stay in the present in terms of like, what could I do today to make myself better? Then what can I do tomorrow? Like, you know, the next day, what am I going to do today to make myself better, to make exactly. myself more healthier, stuff like that. And then also a big part of like, for me, like a big thing I lean to, you know, as I grew up in, in a religious household, Christianity. So uh-huh. I like a big part of what kept me, you know, mentally strong is just um finding, you know, growing, growing closer to my faith. And I exactly. think that really helped me out a lot because I was able to, you know, find understanding or not find understanding, you know, because I've always grew up, you know, Christian, but, you know, find, make myself stronger and really take it upon myself to where I needed to get to a certain level where it's like, you know, nothing could really break me, if that makes sense. Exactly. No, I understand for sure. Well, man, thank you again for coming on this podcast, uh, first episode. and. It was just interesting hearing some of your story and just your perspective on this whole topic. So thank you uh, a lot, man. And uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a couple more guests on here and uh, I appreciate it. Sure, bro. Thank you. All right, man.